Hey everyone, welcome back. Before we get into the stories, I do want to mention that I'm getting incredibly low on stories. So if any of you have a true scary story, or maybe a bad experience that happened to you that you might consider wanting to share, I would love to narrate your story here on the channel. You can send your story at southerncannibal.com or you can email it to me at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. And before we go ahead and get started in the stories, I wanted to also give a warning for story number three, as it mentions threatening of rape. It doesn't actually happen, but it is mentioned slightly in the story. All that being said, if you're all ready, let's get started. And remember, to always, stay hungry. So this happened about two years ago. The story is one of many weird and downright terrifying experiences that I've ever had. I'm thankful because it could have ended much worse. I was driving my aunt's truck due to my own car being in the shop. I work from home but I often run errands while on lunch. She was gracious enough to allow me to use her truck while my own car was down. This particular day, I had a few places to go to, so I was already rushing and somewhat impatient, due to my first stop taking a lot longer than expected. I pulled into a KFC to grab something quick, like one of those mini sandwiches or a snack wrap. I pull into the parking lot intending to go through the drive-thru. There's a car stopped a little before the speaker. There were no cars in front of them and they weren't even pulled all the way up for the staff to pick up that someone was in the drive-thru. So I'm sitting there waiting on them to at least realize it's now a vehicle behind them and to go ahead and pull up and place an order, or pull to the side until they can get it together. Nope. We sat there for a minute or so before I tapped the horn to get their attention. To my surprise, this woman rolls down the window and starts screaming and cursing me out. It was a guy in the passenger seat not even trying to calm her down. I really don't like confrontation, but I developed quite a bit of anger from years of being too passive. So yeah, I cursed her back out. Not a proud moment, but hey, what the hell, it happens. At this point, I'm just over it. I pull off. I'm already on the verge of being laid back to work. Well, this woman follows me out and attempts to pull alongside of me. When you pull out of the drive-thru, it turns immediately into the neighborhood with a traffic light, just as you turn out. For some odd reason, an 18-wheeler was turning, which basically gave the woman no choice but to back up. They aren't supposed to drive through the neighborhoods like that. But it was my saving grace. You'll see why next. The light changes, and I turn with the car still chasing me, almost hitting the truck. I then hear two loud pops. I'm in complete shock as I now realize they're literally shooting at me. I'm now ducking bullets and making fast turns while trying not to hit anything. I then call 911 while this is happening. They basically advise me to go back to the KFC parking lot and wait for the police as they couldn't do anything while I was driving. I called the operator useless and then hung up. Yes, they called back, but I didn't answer. Meanwhile, these people are still shooting at me. I made it to the interstate, which isn't that far away from the neighborhood. They didn't follow me into the interstate. 
I got off the next exit, and I pulled into the gas station to collect my nerves. Then I remembered. I was supposed to be taking my aunt her truck on lunch, as she had something to do later that afternoon. I head to her place, thinking about how I managed to remain calm after all this happened. I arrive at her place and get out of the car. Wow. There it was. A bullet hole through the rear driver's side out of the rear passenger. I mean, I didn't plan on telling her about this incident before, but I didn't have a choice now. Now, she's not really the type of person to be angry, and I knew she would be genuinely glad that I was safe. But at the same time, nobody wants to ride around with bullet holes in their ride, especially an older woman. I don't have to tell you that I felt awful. It's one thing if this happened in my car, but hers? This was bad. I go into the house still visibly shaken. My cousin asks what's wrong with me, and I start telling him about what just happened. My aunt overhears, and she rushes over to me, thanking God that I'm okay. We walk outside to look at the truck. She didn't say it, but I could see the clear disappointment in her eyes. Hell, I couldn't believe what just happened myself. How can someone just fly off the handle like that over tapping the horn at them? I told her the whole thing, and I offered to get it fixed. We called the police from her house. They came out and did the report, and that was that. A detective called a few weeks later saying there were cameras by the KFC and at the traffic light, and they would be following up. Well, it's been a couple of years, and there was never any follow-up. I didn't really expect anything further, honestly. This incident has made me more patient with people on the road and in general. You never know what people are going through, and just what little thing can set them off. I'm also very thankful for the truck driving through that neighborhood. If the woman had pulled alongside of me, it would have had a direct aim at me. I now know the reason God says to be slow to anger. Be safe, everyone. This is going to be short, but it was very creepy and weird, and I have no explanation or reasoning behind it. This happened on a Sunday night around 8.30 p.m., and my husband and I and our son were driving home from a grocery trip along a very busy and popular road in Illinois. It was very dark, and this road has very little lighting, and it was hot, so we had our windows down. As we were driving, I had seen something on the side of the road, and as we got closer, my husband and I realized that it was a person just standing on the side of this road in complete darkness, not moving, nothing just staring in the darkness like they were in a trance or something. This person was so close to the side of the road that if they had moved just a little bit, they would have touched me, as I had my arm right outside of the window, where they would have touched our car. That's how close they were. I looked at my husband and we both just said just how weird and creepy it was. The most creepy part was that this person was completely emotionless and not moving. Something just wasn't right about them. My husband said that it looked like it was a woman wearing a dress with an apron on. That's pretty much it, and it might not seem that scary to anyone else, but it really creeped all of us out for the whole rest of the night. I'm a 35-year-old female, but this incident happened in 2006 when I was a freshman in college. 
At the time, school wasn't really a priority of mine. I cared more about making money so I could have fun. So I began working at a popular local bar by the university as a waitress. During my time there, I met a guy. I'll call him Z for privacy for his family. And we started a date. He lived in the next small town over, about a 30 to 45 minute drive from the university. Here's a little background on the guy. He had a lengthy criminal history, with the majority of his convictions being related to fighting. He was very well known in a small town, and the very mentioning of his name would heed warnings from many. However, he was never violent or laid a hand on me during the entirety of our time together. So because of his criminal history, he couldn't drive, and he relied on others to pick him up, or I would have to drive out to his home. One of the evenings that I was working, Z and a few of his friends had decided to come to the bar and spent the evening there. Once it was time to close, the bouncer had asked everyone to go ahead and head out, including them, as they had been allowed to stay past closing in the past, but they were a little too much to handle that night. We still had our closing duties that we needed to perform before we could leave anyways, and the guys were going to stop and get food before they got back to Z's. It was close to about 2.45 before we all left to head our separate ways. Obviously at that time in the morning there weren't many vehicles on the road, so once I had pulled out of the parking lot and turned left, it was a very short distance before I reached one of the few stoplights in the tiny college town. I was waiting in one of the two turning lanes to turn left that would take me on the small highway to the next town over, when another vehicle had gotten in the other lane that would have had him turning left at the light as well. Now, I subconsciously look over, not thinking much about the dude in the maroon-colored car right next to me. Well, I'm really glad I did. About 25 to 30 minutes into the drive on this tiny highway, I had the decision to either A, take a right to Z's house that would lead me through a lot of small winded back roads, or B, keep going straight for another 10 minutes that would lead me through the center of this tiny town to get to the same destination. All the while this same car that was at the red light after I left work was still keeping a good distance behind me that I could tell in my rearview mirror. I decided to take the back roads option. That was one of the dumbest decisions I could have ever made. Within five minutes of driving on this back road, I now see headlights coming up speeding behind me. Mind you, it's like 3.30 in the morning. You're on a tiny back road that's barely big enough for two vehicles to be side by side to each, and it's the county where a deer could jump out in front of your car basically any time you drive anywhere. My first thought was, where the hell did this car even come from? I knew we were approaching a four-way stop, secretly hoping this dude is just in a rush to get home and won't be continuing on the same road that I was on, when all of a sudden, the vehicle whips around mine right before getting to the four-way stop. He proceeds to cut right in front of my vehicle. His being at a 45 degree angle is to trap my vehicle in from being able to easily pull around his at the four-way stop and put it in park. I notice the same maroon car and guy that was at the same red light as me. Side note, my father's a police officer and I also inherited his attitude, not in a good way. And at the time, I weighed around 110 pounds, so not very intimidating at all. 
At this point, I wasn't very scared, but more so confused as to what the hell was going on. The driver of the vehicle then exits his car and then approaches my driver's side window, which is cracked halfway because I was smoking a cigarette at the time, and he then says to me, Let me see your license. I'm a cop. With my response back being, Uh, no you're not. Without even thinking about the repercussions. Well, that turned out great. The guy then proceeded to actually punch me in the face through the partially open window. He then opened my driver's side door where he punched me in the face yet again. He pulled me out of my own vehicle and pushed me to then start walking on the road towards the direction where we had originally came from, then telling me, Start walking. If you look back at me, I'll rape you. I start walking in complete shock at this point that he was actually going to try and take my vehicle. It was a shitty Mazda 626. I don't look back though until I hear a car door close and a vehicle start to drive off very quickly. Good news, he didn't take my shitty vehicle. Bad news, he stole my entire purse, my wallet with over $300 in cash, my knife, and my cell phone. Once he drove off, I ran back to my vehicle and then floored it to Z's, not giving a shit if a deer jumped out in front of me or not. Upon arriving to Z's, no one is home. I'm in a complete panic at this point because I need to call the police and report this incident. And I don't have a phone, and Z's not home, and he doesn't have a landline. Thankfully, however, within a few minutes, they arrive to me in complete hysterics, and I start yelling to Z to give me his phone and try to explain to him what had just happened and that I needed to call the cops. Well, like I said about Z's past and the lovely relationship that he has with law enforcement, one of the questions by dispatch that distinctly stands out was, Did Z hit you? I of course told her no, and then she said she would dispatch someone to Z's property. Within five minutes, six police vehicles were outside his home. I started to tell the officers what happened. I honestly think they originally thought I was lying about everything that happened just to cover up an incident with Z until they realized I needed to go to the police station to get pictures of my injuries and file a formal report to file charges against the guy. I was able to convince Z to go with me, as I needed him there with me for support, even though I knew it had to be uncomfortable for him to be there under different circumstances. The next morning, we were woken up by a knock on the door. It was two detectives with the town's police department, and they already had a lineup that they wanted me to look at based off the guy's description as well as his vehicle that I'd given earlier that morning. Pretty damn fast, right? Well, upon reviewing the lineup, there was one that looked very, very similar, but the guy in the lineup weighed maybe 100 pounds heavier. The detectives told me to circle the one I was referring to and to make any notes to the side of the circled picture. Within a few days, I get a call from the department that some of my items had actually been recovered and that I could come and pick it up at the station. Of course, the cash was all gone as well as my cell phone, but everything else was recovered. Within a very short period, they had made an arrest. The guy, when ditching my purse out his car window, had also thrown a piece of his mail that had his current address on it. He was apparently hooked on an illegal narcotic, hence the weight loss from his mugshot in the lineup I was shown earlier and he also needed cash, so he decided to rob someone. 
I'm not sure if he was waiting in the parking lot after we all left work and just decided to follow a random waitress home or what. I got nothing. I also don't remember how long he was originally sentenced to, but I remember my mom having to mail me the letter from the court, as I was active duty Air Force and stationed in Illinois as a medic at the time this letter arrived. It was so I could provide a statement to mail back to the court since I couldn't attend in person. I'm no longer on active duty status. However, I am the founder and director of a nonprofit kitten rescue where I'm able to utilize some medical training. This incident for almost 20 years now has me constantly checking my rearview mirror. It makes me anxious if I feel someone's been behind me for way too long, as if they've been following me too. I know most vehicles now have automatic locks once you begin driving, but for those that don't have this feature, please lock your car doors and always be aware of your surroundings. It really is so important. This happened recently, and I'm still a bit shaken up. I was chilling in my bedroom when a friend of mine texted me asking me if I can pick him up and take him to his apartment because a guy he knows owes him some money. Let's call my friend Dash. I said that I can, and when I get to Ash's house, I told him I was outside. He said okay, and that he had someone with him, and he asked if they could come too. Before I can reply though, he comes outside with this girl right behind him. I was a bit annoyed when he left out the part that he had someone with him, since I don't like letting strangers in my car. Now, I'm a short guy, like 5'4", and Ash and this girl are around 5'10". I dropped him off at the apartment, and he asked if I can wait with this girl that he brought into my car. We waited outside for about 45 minutes, and I just kept texting him, asking him if he could hurry it up since I was really uncomfortable with this girl who keeps looking at me through my rearview mirror. She smoked a cigarette in my car without even asking me, and I really hate the smell of cigarettes, as I don't smoke or drink myself. He came back to the car, and I was really pissed because he didn't have the money like he said he needed, but he had meth. Like I said, I don't drink, smoke, or do drugs, so I just wanted this whole journey to be over with. He then asked me if I can drop this girl off at her house, and I said yeah. About five minutes from this girl's house, my friend and this girl started arguing. I guess that they had sex before I picked them up, and he hasn't paid her for the sex. Yeah, I guess she was a fucking prostitute. He then starts saying that he can cash app her the money. When I pulled up to her house, they were still arguing, and it was about to get physical. The girl then grabbed her phone charger cord and then proceeded to strangle Ash with it. Ash was in the passenger seat up front with me, and this girl was in the back, so she was putting a lot of force into it. Ash managed to set himself free, and he then punched the girl in the face. She gets out of the car and tries to open the car door to drag him out, but I drove away before she could do anything else. She also left her purse in my car so I kind of pulled a dick move as I was really pissed off. I grabbed all of her cash in her card, and I threw her purse out of my window while driving. I then took a picture of her cards and then tossed those out the window too. While driving Ash home, I was yelling about how he brought this dumbass stranger in my car and lying about getting money when he really went to go get drugs. He kept apologizing, and I just stayed quiet during the whole ride to his house. 
I then dropped him off and went home. A couple of hours later, Ash had sent me a Snapchat video that this girl took a few hours ago. It was a video of me and Ash in my car talking, with the caption that said, Life is not a game. Always have a plan B. Which tells me that this girl had far more sinister intentions with us. So yeah, that's my story. I don't think I'm going to be driving Ash anywhere else. It's just not worth it. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone. And remember, to always...